Hey, 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 what's going on, party people? It is Tuesday night, and you know what that means. You are back with the brothers from the A1A. My name is Dave, as you know, and um, it's been a week since we've been here. Um, by we, I mean, I'm not here alone. I'm here with my, with my man, 50 Grand, my ace in the hole. What's going on, Caleb? How you doing tonight, man? What's going on, Mr. Smith? Hey, um, I, um, I, changed my, I changed my setup, man. Um, you know, I've in a different direction today. Um, but everything is good, man. It's, it's Tuesday night, and we got to get to it, man. There's a lot going on. I'm excited to, to uh, be back recording and uh, talking about current events, man. So what's going on with you? Man, lots of stuff going on. You know, uh, last week we, or I guess it was week before last, the, the episode we put out last week, um, got some feedback. People like, wow, um, deep. I really wasn't ready for that. A couple other people hit me up and they were like, hey, um, this looks a little deep. Should I watch it right now? I'm like, well, that really depends on where you at. Um, but it is a little deeper and so forth. And some people said, hey, I'm gonna get to it later when I'm in a better spot. Um, I think the message that we were trying to convey is that folks are tired, man. And they're tired of being tired. And their anger is, is getting to a point where they just don't know what to do with it. And it's just become, um, it's just become exhausting. I think that's a word you use. And, and people, it wasn't just us, man. I think it was just timely that we chose to, to focus an episode on, let's just cut the, let's cut the decoration and get down to the tree, right? And, and be real about it. So I was glad we were able to do that. Um, you know, but since then, you know, things are, are, are looking up a little bit. Job's going a little bit better. Life is feeling a little lighter. Uh, stuff's still going on. I'm not ignoring what's happening in the world and so forth and so on, because there's a lot of stuff out there. But honestly, I feel better. And I think a lot of it is, you know, sometimes you just got to get it out. Sometimes you got to pop that top, release the pressure. Um, and, and, you know, before something happens, and then you, you start all over again. So I think I got a chance to click a good reset. And I'm good, man. What about you? Hey, man. Um, I, think, I think it was right on point for us to do that, um, to, to share that message. And, uh, you know, after, after the podcast, I thought, you know, there might be some people taking offense, you know, to, to the message. But we were really just saying, get home. You know, uh, there's a way to, to deal with this. Uh, and uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a, a way to do, deal with it safely. And then you could go ahead and, and let your emotions take control and, um, you know, let the, you know, put your life in the hands of officers. And, or you could be in control of the situation. And so I'm really glad that we did that. As far as me, um, you know, um, I am um, focused on the work, focused on the family, um, but I, I, all in all, man, I think life is good, man, I'm blessed. And, you know, I, I can't complain at all. That's what's up, that's what's up. Um, just so you know, if you started complaining, I'd be the first one to line up to listen. I ain't gonna tell you nobody's gonna listen anyway. I got your back. Um, I'll listen. You'll be the first call. I'll be the, you'll be the first one I call, man. <laughs> I'm going to receive that. And I might even answer. You just never know. If I, if I don't the first time, just call right back. I know it's something for real there. Um, but yeah, you're right. I think um, I, I did hear from somebody there like, you know, Dave, honestly, I think you came off kind of soft, you know, that, um, you know, somebody stepped to you, you're supposed to step back. I'm like, you know, yeah, that's a generally accepted thought. But, you know, again, look at the climate. 
right? And again, I'm not, I never spoke on anything about letting someone take advantage of you or abuse you or violate you in any way. Um, as you so eloquently put a couple seconds ago, the object is to get home, right? right. Remove right, yourself right. from the situation safely. You can fight it another day safely. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, I went to see uh, my man, Junie. Remember uh, Junie? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Went, uh, he trimmed up the boy's head, uh, uh, finally got his shop uh, open back up, Creations Barbershop in um, Irvine, California. Anybody? I like the plug, man. That's nice. And the OC, want to get a little a trim up. Um, he's, he's a good spot. But anyway, um, we got to chopping it up, and, and he was, you know, right there with us. We, I, I told him I feel good actually being in that environment, because other than in the brothers from the 818, I don't get to go at it with anybody like that too much, especially in the OC. So, right. um, so it's always good to spread that out. Um, but it's good to see you, man. You, you, you look like you've been sleeping, look rested. You look like you're ready to go on vacation again. I know how you county employees like to roll. So. Amen. It ain't, I'm, <laughs> my wife, she's away at the, in training, man. And uh, it's just me and the boy, I mean, boys, me and the, and the children. And, um, you know, ain't no sleeping, man. Ain't no sleeping. I was telling someone earlier, they said, how, how are things? I said, well, it's the morning routine. Get the kids to school, get back to work. It's the uh, pick up the children. It's the dinner routine. It's the bedtime routine. It's the bedtime routine. Get some sleep and, and repeat. So, um, you know, I, I, if I look rested, man, it must just be the lights, brother. Must be the lights. Well, I'm, I'm going to put you on blast. And one of us is going to get in trouble for this statement. It might be you. It might be me. Probably going to be me. Probably Go ahead. But when your wife was on the show, she said, nagging wives save lives. And you look like you ain't been nagged in a minute, man. You just look like, you know, I'm refreshed. Everything's all good for me. So yeah. that must be it, the wife's out of the house. Don't worry, she's coming back. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think you're going to get in trouble for that one, not me. I ain't taking no credit for that one. <laughs> you know, you're supposed to be doing this, man. No, no, I reject and rebuke that statement. So uh, all good, man, all good. It's good to see you. Good to chop yeah, it up. You as well, brother. So, yo, man, uh, lots of stuff going on. Um, just as a check-in, this isn't our first time going through this, but the West Coast is on fire, man. And I don't mean that in a good way, right? I'm trying to think of whatever that basketball video game is that people were playing was, that people were playing before 2K came out, where, you know, you score enough points, they'd be like, he's on fire. And, and, and the player would be on fire and you could like dunk from half court and all that. <laughs> no, nah, man. The West Coast is on fire, literally yeah. 900 fires in the state of California alone in the last month. Most of them started by electrical storms. Just think about that. Hey, man, I'm, I'm smiling, I'm, but it ain't funny. It, it's, it's not. People are losing their homes, yeah, property, right. people are dying. Right. But, you know, 900 fires, man, in the state of California alone, and that doesn't include Washington and Oregon. Yeah, I'm going to blame it on uh, 2020, man. I mean... There are things that I have seen and heard, um, not all bad, um, but things that's going on in this year that I have never imagined in my life. Um, and it, you could talk about you could talk about uh, uh, COVID. You could talk about the uh, civil unrest and and the all the reform movements. Never thought I would see it be so powerful with so so much diversity. Uh, you could talk about 
the the fires you could talk about the political climate um because the political climate is 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 blows my mind every time and it's really it really um i can't wait for this political season to be over um i want i want it to be over and um move move beyond um our current um our current situation right yeah no, I hear that. I, I was actually thinking today about 2012. Um, I don't know how much you, you know, go back to your uh, world prophecies or histories, but the Mayan um, uh, culture predicted a uh, calamity in 2012 that was world ending. And I'm like, you know, maybe somebody was off by eight years. <laughs> um, and I don't think this is the end of the world at all. You know, I don't forget Mayan prophecy. I believe in biblical prophecy. And, and I've seen some signs of the end times, but there's still some other things that need to come to fruition before I'm like, the world is ending. The world is ending. Right. It's, not that. it's changing. And we're in a tough year. Um, it's going to make, you know, assuming it doesn't get much worse, anything that follows this has to be, you know, whew, Okay, we made it through 2020. I've seen too much in the year of vision, and I'm ready to move on. So um, I kind of, you know, speaking of the fires, though, kind of had to trip out because, you know, um, I never watched the news. My girl gets on me. She's like, you need to watch the news every morning. It's like, you know, I'm in front of a computer screen for 20 hours a day. And on any given moment, I can do a news.yahoo.com or do a Google or check a pop-up and see what's going on. You check the news once a morning and get an update as of whatever happened between 5 or 6 a.m. the day before and 5 a.m. this day. I'm in the news all the time, so I don't need to watch that. Right. Anyway, um, I read, I saw something about uh, smoke ravaging uh, uh, New York and Washington, D.C. And I was like, they got fires too. And so I dug into it and ravaging was just a headline word. It's more like a haze, but weather reports have shown that some of the smoke that started here on the West Coast has actually made it clear across the country. And, um, and smoke dissipates, you know that. So you can see how bad, how bad and thick it must be to begin to end up still visible on any level 3000 miles away. Hey, um, let me just ask because I'm smelling it like every morning. Um, um, the air quality is really poor um, where I'm at, and um, I smell it. I want to know: it, are 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 you able to smell it? Do you smell it? Is it is it prominent in your area as well? I can smell it. Um, we're not too far off the water, so a lot of it gets blown away. Um, it's more of a overcast kind of haze. Mm -hmm. um, at some point, just do a search on AQI for where you live, air quality index. It's gonna give you a number that measures between um, zero and 500. Mm -hmm. uh, Oregon is probably in the 400 range right now. Wow. Um, the Bay Area has finally been dropped down to moderate. They're in the 50 to 100 range. Um, mm -hmm. I would say what you're probably seeing where you're at is probably in the 30s and 40s. Same for me, if not a lot less. Uh, matter of fact, since I'm closer to the water, I'm probably less. Um, but yeah, you can definitely smell the difference. It's a different smell in the air. And it's also coming off of some major heat that we just experienced as well. Um, and so, you know, people are, uh, even our governor is liking it to, you know, uh, predictions about warmer warming and what's going to happen and so forth. And then, you know, I don't like to give them unnecessary airtime, but, you know, number 45, we'll just call them. He said, well, it's going to cool down, so it'll be okay. I mean, that was his response to all the fires happening 
on the West Coast. It's going to cool down, so it'll be okay. Well, that was kind of like his same response to COVID as well. Um, like it's going to heat up and it's going to go away. Yeah. Um, speaking back to the to to Oregon, uh, I know that they're concerned about a fire that that they think are um, that looks like it might merge, and uh, it might um, um, devastate that area and threaten some 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 um, homes and some and some people. Um, but yeah, um, President Trump. And uh, I usually just call him Trump. I don't even identify him as president. I heard you identify him as 45. Um, yeah, he had his, um, he had a, a news conference with uh, Governor uh, Newsom and uh, is still in denial about the wildfires. I think Joe Biden called him a, a, a climate arsonist, all right? Um, because of his lack of action in regards to climate change. Um, but, um, um, Governor Newsom, I think he he um, informed the president that um, most of the the fires are burning on, on federal land. Now it's not burning in in, in communities. And so when 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 Trump says that you know the the governors and the cities need to do a better job of of um, maintaining their forests, well, it's federal land. So. Who's in charge of the federal land? If if you know uh, if that is accurate, if if that's true, then all the responsibility just doesn't come back onto uh, California. It's a shared responsibility. And so one of the issues that I have with um, Trump is that um, his lack of accountability, his lack of responsibility. Uh, last week, week before maybe, um, you were talking about Obama and. You were you referred to him as Barack, and you caught yourself, and you was like, you know, I feel like it's disrespect to call him by his name. He's the president, and so forth and so on. But you have no problem referring to Trump as Trump. Um, I can't even say the words president and Trump in the same sentence, right? Mm -hmm. It just it, it doesn't roll right for me. I just call him four or five, um, and and you know, and that's it. Hey man, um, there's a couple of things I want to comment on. Um, if he's reelected, I'll be disgusted. Um, that's, that's, word. The, that's the word that comes to mind. Um, I wouldn't be shocked, but um, because I've been in I've been in a state of shock for the last uh, four years, um, I'll be disgusted if it happens again, uh, just based off of his record. And you know, when I talk about politics these days, I'm talking about factual stuff and not not necessarily opinion. Um, so I'll offer you, but I will offer your opinion now. Um, in regards to me, um, me catching myself with um, President Barack Obama, right, and wanting to uh, show him the respect of the office. Um, the reason why I don't do the same for um, Trump is because he's lost all of my respect. Um, and, um, you know, respect is something that, um, um, is earned, man, something that is, is deserved. And um, he's lost my respect. And so um, every once in a while, I might, I might slip and call him President Trump um, just because of my, um, my military background. But um, calling him Trump is more, just feels better from, to me. Um, um, and, and I know that this is not the political show, but, you know, he's been caught uh, in the past week there's some tapes that's come out 
that with him downplaying or actually um, speaking candidly about um, how serious um, um, uh, COVID-19 um, was and his initial concerns about the about the threat of COVID-19. And uh, but today he said that he downplayed it. Uh, he said that he he actually um, was very intentional. I had a conversation with a Trump supporter that said, what did you want him to do? Um, what do you want him to do, cause panic? I said, people were panicking already. I said, what I wanted him to do is lead. What I wanted him to do is to uh, instill some confidence in, in the country and tell the country the truth. I wanted him to come out and say, this is, uh, this is very alarming and, and we need to uh, take immediate action to address this pandemic. And here's here's what I've here's what I've put in place. That's what I that's what I expect from leaders. That's what I expect from leadership. That's what I expect from our politicians. I expect our politicians to not um, um, play politics, but um, consider all sides, and especially the majority of your of your um, of your uh, team of scientists and doctors and medical professionals who spent their whole career um, um, preparing for something such as COVID-19. So is what it is, but in the words of my favorite professor, then what the is it, right? Because all the time we, we talk about it is what it is, but we still don't define it. And so um, which that became our catchphrase in school. If it is what it is, then what the is it, right? And let's let's stop saying that and call it something. So Moving on, man. Um, uh, again, we, what we, we talk about raw and real and current events and what's going on. And the big thing that also happened this week is uh, Breonna Taylor's family um, uh, settled uh, with uh, Louisiana. Is it Louisiana? Um, yeah. Louisiana, Georgia. Louisville. Okay. Uh, I might have to correct that later, but um, settled uh, for $12 million um, in the wrongful death uh, civil suit um, against uh, the police department, against the city, actually. Mm -hmm. um, $12 million, uh, supposedly the largest settlement ever for a black woman in the, can, in the, in the case of wrongful death, if not the long, largest settlement ever uh, for an individual for any type of police action, um, especially being a black person. $12 million, man, what you think about that? You know, depending on your situation, man, uh, you know, $20 is a lot of money. $12 million is a lot of money. Um, but you're talking about a loved one and, and the life of someone taken um, unnecessarily, right? Um, I I think um, I think twelve million dollars might just be a good start um, to address um, the police the policing in our country, but um, um, you know I I have I have a, a child um, I don't know how old um, Brianna Taylor is Brianna Taylor is but uh, was um, but I have a I have a daughter that's twenty seven years old man and. Um, you know, I don't know if $12 million would, would make me sleep any better at night, man. I would still be filled with anger. I would still be filled with rage and I would still be wanting to, uh, uh, get at somebody. Um, I might have to, I might have to be in jail with the, with the side by side with the, the people who took, uh, 
my my loved one's life, right? Um, and but I, I think it's a good start. I think that um, it could be um, set a new precedence for um, how um, you know for for future uh, cases of of wrongful deaths in the black community. Um, what was your thoughts, brother? Oh, there's one. It ain't about the money, um, which is what you're alluding to. Um, Brianna would have been uh, 27. Uh, so, you know, you're right on point with, with where you were going with that. Um, it's not about the money. $12 million is life changing for anyone, right? Unless you already got more than that. Uh, so, you know, money can help or money can make you feel a certain way it's not going to necessarily make you feel better because what I, more than the 12 million what i'd be interested in knowing is how did they come up with that number right so you think of situations where you take a person's earning income you know from this year to their retirement and what that means to the family and they do calculations and they double it and they triple it and they say for all of this this is the value that's the that's the equation I want to see. Where did they come up with the twelve million? And twelve million is a settlement, right? Which means that they were sued for a lot more, um, and then they realized if they lost, they could have to pay X. And they figured, you know, for all the time and energy and lawyers and and blah blah blah, we're going to put into this twelve million dollars is fair. And they offered it; it was accepted. And I don't know all the details but there's a 12 billion. In addition, the mayor, um, what's his name, Fisher, he wants to institute some reform. He wants to specifically create changes in how warrants are issued. Because if you recall, um, they were issued a no-knock felony warrant, which allowed them to bust down the door um, immediately. And I don't know if it allowed them to start shooting, but that's exactly what they did. Um, and then some accountability protocols for police officers who step outside the line, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We give you $12 million and this is what I'm planning on doing. What gave me a smile in my heart, wasn't on my face, but what gave me a smile in my heart is the family said, we're not interested in partial justice. We want full justice. Mm -hmm. We'll take the money. Yeah, institute your protocols, but the officers that were involved need to be fired. Um, and to this date, that hasn't happened. To this date, the police union has backed them up. To this date, the mayor hasn't stepped up and said, hey, this is how this is going to go down. And these people have lost their jobs and we're going to do, you know, X, Y, and Z. And this is how it's going to go. And, you know, again, I'm not turning down $12 million. But, you know, if my sons, either of my sons becomes the victim of police violence, you know, I want to see punitive action against, <coughs> excuse me, I want to see punitive action against the individuals that caused his death first. We can right. talk finances later because there's no amount of money you're going to give me that's going to bring my child back. Right. So it can't be about the money. I'm not going to say, yeah, my son's life was worth 12 million. I'll take it and I'll be okay. Right. No, it doesn't work like that. You lose your child to something like that, you're never going to be okay, right? Um, that's not something you just sweep under the rug. You know, you're talking five years later, how you doing? Oh, everything is all good. You ever think about your son that lost his life? Nah, I got $12 million. You know, we good. No, it doesn't happen like that. So it can't be about the money. I just want to know how they came up with the number. Yeah. Um... The family wants full justice, not partial justice. The family wants um, 
the all the police officers to be fired. Yep. I think that um, I think that is um, where we need to go and continue to where this movement really needs to to be. Right? Um, you know, I was never I was never um, a big fan of the defund the police uh, coin, how they coined that, 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 that uh, movement or that, that message. Um, we need police officers, we need good police officers, but we also need those police officers when they step outside the line, when they uh, commit a crime for them to be held accountable and to be uh, persecuted and or released. You know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm on the fence in regards to whether or not the, the police officers in this case should, should face any crimes, right? Um, I think that they acted poorly. Um, but in my job, if, if, if I act poorly, um, or if, I, if, I, if my performance is, is, um, is, is not up to the expectations of my, uh, my superiors, then I don't, I don't think that, you know, I should necessarily have to to uh, face a, a judge and a jury, but if I'm not doing my job, go ahead and let me go, right? Um, so I'm I'm on the fence. I don't I don't know how I feel about that. And uh, what they were saying is that they want them to be fired. They didn't say that they want them to be persecuted um, as well. And so um, it's a, it's it's an interesting um, it's interesting wording in regards to you know what the family is expecting with those with those police officers. Um, but um, police officers should be held accountable. The bigger picture in regards to police reform um, is that um, across this nation, police officers should be held accountable for their actions and be rewarded when they do well, and then um, be, um, be held accountable, be fired, be released, be, be fined, um, be suspended when they are not performing their actions um, to the letter of the law. So, I'm either going to completely disagree with you or play some devil's advocate. You can pick out how it's going to go. But on your job, for what you do as a career, if your poor performance means somebody else has to come in and redo what you should have done right, and it you know, costs the, uh, the, the state or the county you know, two weeks worth of income for an individual to do what you should have been doing, there should be a reprimand on some level. Um, come to find out you were smuggling and doing X, Y, and Z, maybe that's worth losing a job. Um, your actions directly put a family or a child in harm's way, and as a result, somebody lost their life? Yeah. You might have to do a little jail time, right? If your actions were so negligent and that was a possible outcome and you weren't doing them, your actions that immediately led to the dismantling or the death or the whatever of a family or a child. Yeah, I think as an individual in your position, you, you're gonna have to do some jail time. And if a cop can bust down a door and start shooting to the point where they take out somebody who was asleep, it'd be different if people were sitting on the couch and you could prove there was dr drugs and weapons on the, on, the, on the table and they acted first, sure. But you open the door um, and, and to just start shooting, to not even open your eyes enough to see what's going on inside and, and somebody actually lost their life, jail time. I gotta do some research and see um, 
because I, I don't actually recall anything asking about uh, them to be prosecuted um, um, or whatever. I, I'm sure it has to be there, but I, I don't remember seeing it. I do know they, were, they want them to be fired. And maybe that's the first step. Maybe as long as they're police officers, the police union is protecting them and prosecution isn't even on the table because they're still on the force. Once they're fired, then, then charges can possibly be filed. I don't know. I, now I'm speaking out of ignorance. I have no idea, but um, I would want to look into that. All right, um, I'll 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 take your um, your breadcrumbs, man, and I'll I'll eat them up because um, in my field of work, there was a child that lost their life, and um, um, the two parents that murdered the uh, murdered a child, and um, you know the child was seen by uh, medical professionals, law enforcement, uh, educators, and uh, social workers. And um, the allegation was that the social workers should have known better and that they should also be charged for the death of, of that child. And I'm, I, I completely disagree um, with um, them being charged with the death. Somebody killed that child and it was the parents, right? And the parents should be charged. The 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 social workers, um, if if they um, if they were negligent, if they failed to to act on it, then I think that they should be. Um, if if there was if there were licenses um, tied to their employment, then their license should probably be stripped. But they should be uh, terminated and um, probably not work in the field again. So that's my that's that's my opinion about it. Um, uh, there there's a very um, this this settlement um in fact the charging of this of the social workers was was um um unprecedented and um within the last couple months in two or three months uh all those charges were dropped and the the social workers um um were not charged uh with the death of of that child and but it is a it is an interesting discussion because there is a lot of responsibility and you know we talk a lot about being accountable right um and um i don't want to i don't want to step too far from being a, a accountable for for actions but if you're talking about um um holding someone um or charging someone with the death um you know if for example let me let me let me put us in let me put us uh in in um in the car together and we riding down the street and david pull out a gun and he shoots somebody um i don't want to be charged for the death you might charge me as an accomplice right charge me as an accomplice right. david is the one that shot those people i'm bob i'm bob marley right, right? <laughs> i'm, <laughs> I'm I didn't shoot the deputy. Right, right. I was in the car, but I didn't shoot the deputy. Right. Um, um, so that's how that's how I that's how I look at it. Right. If there might be some other charges, but I, I certainly was not in agreement with uh, those social workers being charged for the death of that child. Um, there's something else. Wait, you you got something on that? Because I was going to talk. I was going to shift. The, go ahead. I'm familiar with the case specifically. Um, just listening to you explain it. I think there's a difference between, you know, if a social worker is charged with general negligence and a case of you should have known better, yeah, that's a slippery slope. And, you know, federal charges versus license strip and so forth and so on, 
you know, I think I would lean more towards, you know, if you professionally knew better, you should have acted better. But, you know, my question be, would be, did the social worker know, or was it a reasonable belief that their lack of action would directly lead to the child's death, right? right. For example, you go to, and this is gonna be a bad example, I just can't think of a good one. You I love bad examples. You go to someone's house because you're doing a site visit or whatever the scenario is, the parents are arguing, the kid's in the room, the father pulls out a gun, and you say, you know, I'm gonna leave you guys to it, I'm going to leave, and so forth and so on. And you actually go back to your office and you write up a report, did a site visit, parents were arguing, um, kid pulls out, or father pulls out a gun, and he's, you know, uh, threatening to shoot the, the mama and the baby, and I'm writing the report, I just left. And the next morning you find out he shot the mama and the baby. A person in your role has to take some responsibility for that. Okay, I agree with responsibility for sure. And I, I don't think that's such a that responsibility bad. is, I don't know. But right. there's a major responsibility for that because you're not in a position, and I know we're not arguing about this, but I don't feel that you're in a position, whether it's because a mandated reporter or whatever the scenario may be, to turn your back on that and say, let me just go write it up. Right. Yeah, there's some, there's, there's uh, certainly um, responsibility that is attached to any mandated reporter, right? And I, I don't think that that's such a bad, um, bad example. What I would say is um, I will probably still take issue. And even in that, even in that scenario that you provided with that person being charged with, um, 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 homicide, right? Um, I don't, I don't know, I don't know the police terminology ex exactly what, how they would, how they would, uh, what pen penal code they would put on it, but, um, but a, a responsible. Okay. I could see, I could see some weight of responsibility being attached to it. Um, I was going to pivot uh, because uh, something came up with the uh, Los Angeles Sheriff Department. Um, um, the uh, sheriff, uh, Alex uh, uh, Villanueva, um, he, uh, he suggested, well, there was a shooting at, in the aftermath of two um, sheriffs being shot in Compton. Um, uh, there was a, um, there was a $175,000 reward for information leading to the arrest of, of those, those two individuals that shot those sheriffs. And he went on the radio or he did something, uh, made a, a press conference, and he, uh, he somehow he threw LeBron James' name into the mix and said that he thinks Le he wants LeBron James to match or double the um, reward for that information, right? Um, I'll pause there and say, I don't know how he, how, you know, how did he, you know, how does he determine like which celebrity, which, which, which um, wealthy person in our, in our state uh, should be matching it. But LeBron James name was mentioned, but um, ironically, um, someone's else names came up. Um, another uh, uh, former Laker, um, um, Kobe Bryant's uh, wife, um, Vanessa Bryant, she's, she's suing uh, the sheriff department for um, leaking the photos of the of the um, of the crash site, and she came out and she um, 
she she spoke about just how outrageous it was for 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 um, um, Sheriff Villanueva to um, to tag LeBron James to double that like why not not why not also add um, you know movie stars and 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 businessmen uh, why LeBron James um, so I I thought that was I thought that was an interesting story I don't know if you had a chance to catch it. Um, I did not. I find it interesting, though, why just LeBron? Why not Will Smith? Why not um, uh, uh, Irvin Johnson, right? Uh, not in basketball anymore, but he's a prominent black business owner. I mean, you could have named any number, especially in Hollywood. You could have named, you know, uh, 100, 150, 200 uh, black people who have the means, who um, doubling a $175,000 award wouldn't make them miss any meals could have been it. So, you know, if I was LeBron, why you put me on the spot? Whether I'm willing to do it or not isn't the point, but why you put me on the spot? Um, so, yeah, I found that interesting. Um, the Kobe and Vanessa situation, I also find interesting. I'm glad she chimed in. Um, when I found out she was suing for the, uh, suing the Sheriff's Department for leaking the, the photos, you know, again, I'm just gonna be transparent and what went through my head. Um, she's worth, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars, right? Um, and, you know, that money ain't going nowhere. She, her kids and their, her kids' kids will be fine, right? Again, nothing brings back Kobe, not suggesting that, but, you know, he did well enough to leave a legacy for his, that's going to be hard for his children to break up before their children get access to it. Um, she's suing the sheriff's department for leaking photos, will likely win that lawsuit for millions of dollars. What could that millions of dollars go towards? Now, we have no idea what she's planning on spending it on, right? She could take all that money and dump it into a charity or do whatever, we have no idea and that's none of our business. But when I look at things like that, when I see celebrities that are worth, you know, gobs and gobs and gobs of money suing for something that really only rich people have the right to sue for, and getting more and more millions on top of it, it just makes me shrug my shoulders and be like, but what else could be done with that money? Yeah, um, I wanna I wanna go back like why why um I know I know the shooting happened in, in Compton, right? Um, but I wanna go back to the sheriff um um somehow just identifying landing on, on LeBron James. I just think like if I was LeBron, I would he hasn't responded yet. At least uh, he didn't respond in, in the, at the time that that the news article that I read. But why not Elon Musk? Why not um, why not Steven Spielberg? Why not um, my man that's um, running Amazon? Um, um, they got they got plenty of money, right? Why not the why not the um, the um, the the owners of the Lakers, right? They got plenty of money, but but why the why, why the Laker organization at all, right? Why does it have to be a black athlete? So um, this kind of just goes, and I, I want to speak to our, our audience. You know, um, some of these conversations that David and I are having, especially the one regarding um, uh, police reform and whether or not people should be prosecuted. This conversation around um, around uh, Sheriff Villanueva. This this stuff is just um, not not scripted. 
not, not prepped. We're just having a conversation. And hopefully you guys could appreciate us trying to make some sense out of these current events on the spot as we, as we um, bring it to you guys. Right. Part of this is, you know, you guys are privy to the conversation that we would have once a week anyway. Without um, the fresh language. Yes, exactly. And that was kind of the, the, the start of, man, we should have a podcast so we could really talk about this publicly and then let people chime in if necessary. But here's the other piece I want to say, which, you know, I, I just have to be really careful as a responsible citizen to say it. Um, uh, you mentioned two people. I thought it was one um, that shot the two officers. Uh, the woman, I think she was 31. The man, he was 24. They both been out of the force, out of the academy for 14 months. They were supposedly just sitting in the SUV. The video footage I saw, I saw Shaw sold an individual walk up, raise his gun, tap two shots right to the head of each, take off running. Um, I hope they catch him. Oh, yeah. It is. Regardless of what color, what race, whatever they're going on, whatever they're perceived, whatever their thoughts are, I hope they catch them. Anybody who would walk up broad daylight or whatever it was and dump two shots on anybody, let alone two cops who are sitting in a cruiser chilling or the SUV or whatever it is, needs to be caught, needs to be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Because if you will pop two cops in the head, ain't no telling what you do to me and mine or you and yours. Uh, that's just blanket statement. There is no justification for their actions. It's just, it's unfortunate that it's really escalated to this level. And, and like I said, I hope they catch them. Um, nobody deserves that. I pray for the people that were shot and their families and that everything will be okay. I know they were successfully out of surgery. Successfully, I use in quotation marks because we don't, you know, you get shot in the head. What does that look like for you afterwards? Right. But, um, that's rough, man. And, and, but this is the climate we're in and it just makes me say what's next. Right. And, um, you know, it goes back to our, our, our podcast from last week where, you know, it's, it's not going to make it any easier to police. And, uh, if anyone's been listening, you know, we talk about a lot of, um, we talk, we cover a lot of topics, uh, on our podcast, but none of it justifies or none of it speaks to, um, 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 what will ever justify um, harming someone else. Uh, n nothing will ever suggest that we need to do away with uh, our military or um, our, um, our police force. Um, you know, we, we see a need and, and the value of, of um, both men and women in, in, um, uh, in our police force uh, protecting the citizens of, this, of our communities. And, um, you know, um, people should pay for the crimes that they commit. It should be a sign for decision makers and policymakers that something has to be done, right? Because that action was heinous. That action is, you know, I don't know if it's the worst it can get, but it's bad. It's horrible. And when actions start to go to that, to that degree, you just have to ask yourself, what's next? What's coming next? If, if the police decide to retaliate in that area, what's going to happen to Compton, right? right. Is, are we about to see a replay of the 68 riots or the 93 riots? Um, are we about to see a city burn down? Um, you know, is uh, uh, four five going to come in and declare martial law and start pulling anyone who fits the description of a blurry image, raising up a gun out and, and put everybody suspect. 
what's going to happen? Are we going to see a repeat of the uh, negotiation tactics used with the Central Park Five? Right? I mean, it just can go anywhere from this point. And, and, and decision makers and policymakers need to see the bubbling pot that is occurring because of all this. You know, um, I'm, uh, I'm glad that you mentioned the, the decision makers and the policymakers. Um, you know, often we talk about uh, community issues, but something that I've, that I would like to just commit myself to doing, and I don't know when I'm gonna find time to do it, but I need to, um, I need to, to attend more uh, community forums. I need to be more active. I need to, be, I need to have a better understanding of, of some of the topics that are, are, are discussed in those forums and maybe even um, voice some of my opinions about um, the direction that we're going. Um, you know, um, it's, not, it's not enough. Us even doing this podcast, you know, we haven't been doing this podcast for uh, a, a year now, right? I think it's been about seven months or six months, but we haven't been doing this podcast enough and so uh, long enough, but so we wasn't doing enough then, even with this podcast, I don't feel like we're doing enough now. And, you know, I always, I always say, you know, if you can't do more, you should do more. I'm going to try to figure out a way for me to become even more in, involved in some of the, um, uh, the political discussions and the policymaking in, in my community. Bet. I, I, I'm with you on that. And I think our communities are drastically different. And I think my community, um, and not to disregard anything that you're trying to do, but I think my community could benefit from someone like me mm -hmm. um, speaking up. Um, and, um, and, you know, and yours could as well, but you know where I live. So you know what I'm saying? Um, and, and um, yeah, but I don't, I don't want to look at that as a challenge between you and I. I want to look at a challenge for you and I. How do we, how do we together make that happen? Together and separately, obviously. Yeah. And you mentioned Central Park Five. What's, what's new with, with that group? Because you mentioned it. Nothing, nothing's new with them. You know, it, it came up to me because, you know, I was, uh, when I heard about the settlement for uh, Brianna, I was like 12 million central park got more than that and then i looked it up and and they did but it was as a group right okay. settlements aren't um they're not free and when i say that um uh caleb i'm going to settle with you on this argument we're having for ten dollars you that ten dollars you accept the ten dollars yeah okay now in taking the ten dollars you can never tell anybody that you actually won the argument your official term has to be, you know, we actually agree to disagree. And that's just that. And if I ever find out that you do, not only do you have to give me the $10 back, but you owe me 10 now as a punitive, um, uh, whatever, punitive action, right? That's what a settlement is. It's not, here's your 12 million and you walk away. It's for this 12 million, you agree to, and right. there's X, Y, and Z in there, and then you sign on the bottom line. We may never know what that looks like. Right. Hey, I, I, I just want to say that um, um, any settlement that, that we make, it ain't going to be $10. I'm, it might be a, a bottle or something. It might be some tequila, so, you know, top shelf. It might be some whiskey or something like that. Right. You know, but, uh, you know, we don't, we don't deal with money. We don't deal with money like that. No, not, no. And I don't think we ever have because, you know, 
I don't know if it's possible for you and I to properly tally how much I owe you or how much you owe me over the years. It was never counted like that. You know, if I'm right. somewhere and I'm hungry and you got money, then I'm eating, vice versa. Um, we just did our thing. And, and personally, I love it like that. It just, you know, that's just who we are. Um, and it's not about the debt of it. So, um, which, you know, <laughs> it, it brings up an interesting story and I kind of, I'm, I'm done with four or five. I'm, I'm well, kind of, um, let, let me, let me throw this one at you. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I, I told you a couple of weeks ago, my car might show up. Um, yeah. It showed up. Um, it's in the garage, right? So, um, got the car, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a negotiator, you know, that. uh, you know, I've never paid full price for anything. And, and I did my whole thing with you know, negotiating and, you know, worked out really good. I feel good about the deal I made. But, and I'm putting him on blast. So he watches this and he should have known better than to come at me like that. He, um, the, the sales manager asked me for an additional $10 a month come on. to make the deal. So it's a lease. So you make the first payment when you put the down payment, you make 35 more payments. So he wants $10 additional a month to make the deal. 10 times 35 is $350, right? right. It's a very expensive car. So right. he says, for $350, these are my words, not his, but for $350 more, you have a deal, right? <laughs> I had to take my glasses off. I was like, not only am I telling you no, but I'm telling you, H to the now, <laughs> really, man, you'd have been better off asking for like 3600 right. or something crazy. You're telling me you're going to walk away from this deal for $350? For real? Right. Come on, man. You're wasting my time. This is a joke. Right. Why are you even bothering me with this? And, and he kind of giggled. And then he offered me something else. And he's like, instead of the $10, are you willing to do this? I was like, yeah, man, fine. Because I'm not giving you the $10. It's just not. Right. No, anyway, right. I I was telling my son about that. He's like, yeah, but dad, for $350, that's not bad. I would have probably said yes. He's like, that's why you need me when you go buy a car. You don't get into nothing. Now, um, I, there was a reason I brought that up. But now moving on. Oh, wait, before you move on, man, I wanted to say this. For, for he told you, $350, you got a deal. And you should have said, in $350, you don't have a deal. And are you willing, are you willing to let me walk for $350? So you know? I didn't say those words, but that's exactly what I was saying. That I'm, not, I'm listening to you, man. I'm listening to you. I'm not giving you $350. Um, I brought that up because, again, we talked about the money. And it's like you said, any deal between us is going to be a bottle or something. It ain't going to be 10 or $20. And it was that same thing. For that money you're talking about, you can't, you're not even, it's not even a significant enough per percentage to make a difference in a profit margin or anything like that. So what it says to me is you're just wasting my time and playing with me and I don't like to play with. But so anyway, took said car to said other establishment because you know the windows aren't tenant. I want my windows tenant, you know, first world problems, right? So um, a guy I've been to before great shop. They do great work. I've referred a lot of people there. And me and him got to chopping it up. Um, and he's a Trump supporter. Oh, right? okay. Which most business owners in the OC would be, right? Again, I'm not tripping. I'm not going to hate on somebody because they're a Trump supporter. I mean, you are who you are and it's all good. We had a very good conversation where we both were disagreeing with one another. 
but it's the type of conversation that I would hope I'd be able to have with anyone on any given instance. We don't have to agree to have an adult conversation. And if we were in a land of shaking hands, we could shake hands afterwards and go on about our business, right? And it's not really a big deal. Um, but the conversation was, was deep and we, we went back and forth, we smiled and, and so forth and so on. But here's what I wanna say. I don't know if I wanna give him my business now. Fair. Straight up, right? Straight up, I don't know if I wanna give him my business. But if I go to the next spot, right? Like there's only one other spot in, in where I live where I would say, if not them, I would take my car to this spot. I can guarantee they're Trump supporters, right? And so do I wanna let my political feelings get in the way of where, um, where I uh, drop my dollar, right. especially when quality matters, right? So if yeah. this was just, I'm gonna go to this store, but that store, because I need some Nutella, and one of them is this and one of them's that, and I have my choice of where to buy the Nutella, and I'm gonna get the same product either way, then I would make a choice. But we're talking about the quality of someone's service is the product, right? So, and, and how well they do the service is how well that product's gonna be applied, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, I don't know. So I'm, I was talking to my girl about it and she said, well, are there any uh, black owned businesses in your area or that you know of that do the same thing? And I was like, hmm. So now I'm looking, right? Um, and, and I want to see, you know, one, are they two, you know, I don't want a mom and pop shop. I want a place that actually, you know, has a history of, of great work and they sell a good product and I like their services and so forth and so on. And I want to, uh, and you know, I'm looking to see if I, if I can support them. Just think about that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm taking notes over here. Um, first. I love the thought of um, su supporting uh, black owned, right? Um, I love this, the thought of buying uh, American, right? Um, but look at my television. Is it American, right? I look at my look at look at my look at my uh, my MacBook Pro uh, computer. American company product is is probably constructed and 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 uh, built uh, outside of the uh, outside of the country, right? I uh, look at my, it is. <laughs> look at my, look at my phone, look at my, look at my car, look at, you know, look at this and look at that. Right. Um, look at my, you, you, I could go on and on and on. Right. Um, and so, although I want to support American brands, right. That hasn't always been the case and it's not always the case. Right. And so, um, sometimes, sometimes, uh, convenience, um, is the reason why sometimes costs might be the reason why, right? Quality might be the reason why. Um, and so all of that stuff comes into play. Um, but if, if everything is equal, um, why not, why not support, uh, uh, a black owned business? And I'll even go a step further. Like it doesn't even necessarily need to be black owned because, you know, um, um, not all of, I'll say it, not all of our, our viewers are, are, are African-American and black, right? And, um, um, but why not support a, um, a small business, right? Um, and, um, and I'll look at, I'll look at small businesses and maybe, um, 
maybe there's some truth in this and, and, and there certainly is truth in this, but I don't know if there's a lot of, of, of uh, fortune 500 companies that are uh, black owned. Right. Um, and so, um, why not support, uh, small businesses and, and, and black owned, brown owned, um, businesses alike. Um, but in regards to the Trump supporter, um, um, I, you had me taking notes over here and, um, you're thinking about not giving his business because of your political, um, your p political views. And, you know, I'll remove the, the, the business from it. Right. And just talk about relationships. I might lose some relationships, um, because, um, the same way that I talk about the, the respect that I lost, uh, for Trump, you know, I'm losing respect for some of my friends that, um, that are Trump supporters. Um, and based off of, based off of the reason for support, right? If you're a lifelong Republican and, and, and you say, you know what, I don't care what he does, right? I don't care what he, what he does. I'm never going to vote for a Democrat. Um, I might let you slide. If you say that, um, you have a, a issue with pro-life and, and pro-choice, um, I might let you slide, right? But if you are looking at all these things objectively, um, and I think that character counts. I think morals and values and ethics count, right? And if you um, downplay or belittle, and you can't um, you can't see some of the um, well, the, you, if you can't see that this man is not fit for the office, then I might have a, I might have take take issue with the amount of time and energy that I would give you. Um, and so, um, so I will look at the reasons for support um, and, and question whether or not is it blind ignorance or if it's just stupidity, right? Um, I don't, I don't want to spend a lot of time with people that I, I just don't respect and, and people that are, let's just call them stupid or ignorant or, um, or, or have biases um, or racist tendencies or um, it's misogynist or liars, right? I need to question, I need to question those relationships and I'm going to hold people accountable. I really am. And so put that on me too. You know, I will, you know, I will. In in this case, I wouldn't even call him um, stupid or blind. I would say he definitely has some biases as a business owner and he's more looking at um, uh, Trump from a supporter of open business and he, the words he used were, how many more amazing things could he do if people just let him alone to do his job? And I was like, and that's what kind of threw me. I was like, you had me up into that, bro. Um, and, and that was that. And, and honestly, I just don't know what I'm going to do. Because, you know, truth be told, if I took it to the other spot and I engaged with them on that same level of conversation, I'm sure I would feel the exact same way just because of my environment. But, you know, again, I think... I think a dollar speaks, right? And maybe me going there or not going there won't make a difference to him one way or the other, but I look at the dollar in the community fashion, right? My one vote means nothing, but 10,000 people like me, our vote can sway a system, right? right? Instead of, you know, throwing our, our, our ballot away, we use it to target exactly where we need it to go. Then we could do a lot more with it. And so, um, for the money that I would spend for that service, if I could find someone that I trusted 
that was black owned and 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 I want to speak to that too that was black owned I would honestly prefer to spend that money there and and here it is so we have lots of friends who are of all different type of uh, races and ethnicities and backgrounds and genders and cisgenders and, and all of that good stuff. Um, for me, um, I think of like the Jewish community. They reinvest their money into the local shops around their community, whether it be the dry cleaners or the grocery stores or the bank and so forth and so on. And no one bats an eye because the Jewish community reinvests their dollar. The Chinese community, the same way. Little right. Italy, the same way. You go into these areas that um, that uh, are uh, cultures within communities and you know, 90% of their dollar is reinvested right back into those areas and nobody bats an eye. But black people start talking about supporting black owned businesses and what, we're racist? Nah, I got no, I, I, I feel like I should be very open about that, that, you know, um, I, I believe in supporting black owned businesses. Now I grocery, the place I go to the grocery store isn't black owned. And um, if I, if there was a grocery store within 20 miles of me that was black owned, I'd probably give it a shot in straight honesty, but I ain't driving more than 20 miles to go grocery shopping. I'm just not right. And when there's all other kind of grocery stores around, so it's not that I'm saying I only will spend my money in black owned establishments, but if I find an establishment that offers the quality and the service I need, then, um, why not? And I shouldn't have to double talk it. I shouldn't have to explain it because people do it all the time. And it's called reinvesting in their community and nobody bats an eye. So I'm not going to be labeled as something negative because I choose to do this work. Yeah. You find that grocery store 35 miles away, man. By the time you get home, your ice cream is all melted. <laughs> <laughs> you might get today back on grocery store down the street from my crib. Be like, okay, that's good for you. You live 90 miles from me. What am I going to do right. Right? Do they have online? Great. Do they deliver more than three miles away? No. <laughs> you know, so, um, so that's that. That's that, man. Um, I just wanted to bring that up. You know, the one, well, I told you I got the car, so, you know, not a big deal, but you were talking about the money. And so I had to laugh at old boys negotiating tactics. And, you know, I just, I just took offense to it. But I even, I think back between the two of us, we bought, I don't know, 70 cars um, for not only the cars we drive, but just right. helping other people buy right. cars. And, you know, honestly, I got burned on the first one. The other 69, got them, right? I mean, you, you only got to burn me once. And um, I remember we went with, uh, with Bean oh, and, and, and <laughs> that ended up towing the car onto the lot later. <laughs> no, you gotta tell that story, man. You started it, man. So we started negotiating with the uh with the salesman, right? And we said, Hey, we got a car that we want to trade in. And they said, Well, what 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 year? What model? And we gave them the year and the model, and they said, What kind of condition in it? Well, it's not in the best condition, but you know, um, it is an older car, right? And uh they said, Okay, well, um, uh, we're gonna give you X amount of dollars for it. We said, All right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> They said, uh, they said, uh, when can we get it? Right. <laughs> the car wasn't, we couldn't start. Right. Um, and we had to tow it to the dealer, but, uh, the, the, the contract was already signed at that point. Um, and so that was part of your, one of your 69, man, that we got them. 
and and the, the the part you forgot about that story is they offered us fifty like five hundred, and we we're like okay. And as we're negotiating, you know, the payment was still too high. We we're like, well, maybe you should give us a thousand for the car, and blah 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 blah. And so ultimately, we got fifteen hundred dollars for the car, and then towed it on the lot. So, um, so and then I found out later that the dealer's legal limit, sight unseen for any trade in, was fifteen hundred dollars. Mm. Right. So we were just pushing them to do what they were, quote unquote, willing to do anyway. But yeah, man, you just, you know, as long as you're talking some sense and, and you got some authority about you. And, and the other thing is we're going so far off topic. I don't even know if any of this is going to be going to be. I don't even know how long we've been talking. We're, we're about done. <laughs> the other thing is um, good credit goes a long way. Oh, man. Right? And if you don't have good credit, don't let them run your credit report until after you negotiate the deal. So it's my public service announcement for anybody who's ever out there buying a car. Um, even to this day, when I go in to buy a car, the last thing you're going to do is run my credit because it doesn't matter. It matters because it's going to affect what your payment is and so forth and so on. But you're always negotiating the price of the car. If you negotiate the payment, they'll always make the payment work for you. You're driving a five-year-old car with eight years worth of payments and a 26% interest rate, but you can drive it off the lot. And, you know, and that ain't the vision for nobody. So um, anyway. Public service uh, announcement, man. Right. Two weeks in a row, man. I love it. Yeah, I love it. So, yo, man, I got to ask. Here we go. What you listening to? What's going on? What's been playing? Oh, man. I really haven't been listening to much, man. I've been, I've been keeping my, my, my head down and trying to study. But uh, I did, uh, I, don't, I don't know why it came on, but I was listening to some Isley Brothers today. Mm. It was probably just, you know, the next song that was, that was in rotation. Um, but when it came on, you know, Isley Brothers so smooth, man. And uh, I was like, all right. I, I was tempted to uh, change it to like a sports talk or something like that. But the Isley Brothers were speaking to me. It was uh, Sensuality uh, 1 and 2. Um, <laughs> And so I drove the kids to school, was listening to it, um, and um, came back, was still listening to it. Maybe I made a phone call, too, that interrupted the song. Um, got it back in the car again, picked up, picked up the children's song. was still on, man. I was grooving all day. Okay. How about you? What you listening to? Um, three phases, man. You know, it always hits. I've been going through my music library um, this week, just, you know, populating the car with some stuff. Um, came across um, Run DMC, Proud to be Black, right? And, and again, I, I, it didn't come up playing. I was just going through tracks, and, and I saw Run DMC, and I saw Proud to be Black. You know I'm proud to be Black, y'all, and that's a fact, yes. y'all. And I was like, okay, okay. So I, I purposely put that on and put that on repeat a couple times. I was bumping that. And then um, Jodeci, it's going to go all over the place ride and slide right so look that up look jodeci ride like yeah you scratch your head like i'm trying to catch it when you catch right. it you're gonna be like oh i remember that i'll yeah. write it down jodeci ride and slide uh probably one of Devonte swing's best mixes best production efforts as a member of jodeci um that was on repeat for a minute um and then i found this so i remember i told you a couple weeks back i've been listening to some malcolm x um speeches um the ballot or the bullet 1964. Look that up. 
um, you could change the date and it would be so applicable, applicable for today. And, and there's a part in there, I wish I could say it and do it some justice. I can't, so I'm not going to, but uh, the ballot or the bullet, um, take that and, and, and listen. And the whole point is, you know, again, black man mentions bullet and people think violence, but what he was basically saying is a ballot is like a bullet, means it has to be targeted towards where you want it to go hmm. instead of just throwing it away. Right. And he even brought up, he was like, a lot of times we as voters are given the candidate to throw away. And then the candidate we don't want. So either way, we lose something to that effect. And I was just like thinking about today, you know, and again, I don't think Biden is the candidate that we throw away. But, you know, we've already had this discussion. Is he the best that the Democratic Party had to offer? You know, there's still a whole lot of balls in the air on that. Do I want Trump to win? No, right? So if Trump doesn't win, that means it's Biden. And that means I'm willing to accept this Democrat who, you know, might do an okay job. But is he the best that I would have really liked to have in that position? No. And I was one of them that was following them from the beginning. Every opportunity I had to vote and make my voice known, I did. And this is who we ended up. So ballot of the bullet, man, um, finally found it. That's a, it's a powerful speech. Um, he comes on, he says, I'm not even here to talk about my religion. He says, you know, he talked about Martin Luther King and he said he's a Christian leader. He talked about, um, um, what was old boy's name? I can't think of it now, but he was a Christian leader and talked about somebody else being a Christian leader. And he says, I too am a leader, I'm not a Christian but we all are doing what we feel is right for our people. And I was like, that's what I'm talking about. So ballot of the bullet, man, look it up. Um, you can find it on audio as well as uh, if you just want to read it, you can read it as well. It's, it's out there. I'm going to say something and I don't even need you to respond. You probably should just say, I, I'm going to say it. And then I want you to say, okay. And then just keep, and keep, keep pushing. Uh, I'm going to say uh, silver dollar. And I'm going to say cricket. And uh, that's it. Okay. So this has been the Brothers from the 818. Uh, my name is Dave. As you know, you've been kicking it with me and Caleb. Just engage in some conversation as far as what's going on in the world. Um, and uh, we'd love to hear what you think about it. So you know what that comment, you know what those comments are. Let us know. We are uh, available on YouTube, as you know, because you're watching it. We're also on Twitter at 818 Brothers. We're also on Instagram at Brothers from the 818. Um, there's a, a subscribe icon somewhere around here. Um, find that and click on it. Um, if you find our content engaging, if you find it uh, to the level of something you want to come back and see, uh, click that button. Tell your people about it, uh, that this is conversation that you can really get into and that you can engage with. And, and like we always say, as long as you keep coming back, we're going to keep showing up. And as Caleb said a couple of weeks ago, um, if it's just me and him talking and ain't nobody else here, we still going to be here. <laughs> so um, so we're glad uh, you guys chose to share this time with us. Uh, we're going to sign out on that note. We hope uh, this conversation has touched something and, and let you know, you know where we stand. Um, as we always say, this ain't scripted. This is not pre-written. Um, we're just looking at what's happening in the world and sharing our thoughts on it. But uh, stay tuned. We got a lot of engaging topics and some new people and some new faces showing up uh, to continue and do this thing. So on that note, we uh, bid y'all farewell until the next time. Uh, Brothers from the 818, we are out.
818. 818. <laughs> <laughs> Peace out, man. Peace.